Hello everybody, my name is Landon Arias. Thanks for listening to episode 172 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Lord, thank you once again for another time you give us to gather together, Father, virtually, Father, and uh, just uh, put our heads and and come reason together and... Just talk all things scripture, Father, and also, Father, talk about news and events that take place uh, in this time that we're living, Father. I'm grateful and thankful for the brain, Lord, that you have blessed his life, Father. Father, continue to be with him and his family as he continues to live life out there in the East Coast. And, uh, Father, uh, I pray that uh, you continue to guide him and direct him. The Holy Spirit speaks through him every time he teaches or he shares, Father, with uh, anybody, Lord. And, uh, Father, I'm grateful for his friendship. Uh, I'm grateful for his life, Lord. And uh, he's a blessing to me, Lord. And I'm grateful, Father, that we can, we're still able to communicate, Father, even uh, that we're, uh, in, uh, you know, in a different uh, time zone, Lord. But uh, I'm grateful for that, Lord. Father, bless us today as we share on uh, this other podcast this podcast that we're doing father help us to uh, share information with the public lord and that we're able to also look into scripture fathering um just uh talk about how it applies to our lives and how we can encourage people to live life lord and live it from a christian biblical perspective lord and anytime that they struggle father and deal in dealing with the world and walking in this world father that we can point them to scripture Lord, and that we can challenge them and encourage them to do so and help us to continue to do this, Father, as long as you want us, as long as you want to bless this ministry, Lord. And thank you for what you do in our lives, Father. And uh, thank you for all things, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Brian. How's everything going? It's going, my man. You know. Good. Yeah, uneventful week, huh? It's quite the week. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> we have we we kept texting back and forth like hey uh, we gotta go over this hey this came up and I'm glad you do your bit shoot videos folks go to the, to his uh, bit shoot uh, channel the C files or C dash files right C files yeah C files yeah, let me look it up. Make sure I got there. I, I think it's called look that C up. files. But if you go to yeah. bit shoot, if you type up C files. The brother, the brain has uh, his YouTube, his YouTube, his bitch shoots channel there, and uh, he shares a lot of good stuff. Yeah, YouTube he, doesn't like me very much. YouTube does not <laughs> like him or us. Actually, I've been getting yeah. so many emails, bro, of a lot of our episodes that are being taken down. <laughs> oh yeah, people. Yeah, censorship's still alive. And censorship well. is uh-huh. crazy. And, and uh, yeah, it's just and, and you know what, bro? I'm talking about episodes. I mean, we're gonna record. What is this? One, we're we're above 150, what 170 some, I think. Yeah, this is like early episode 20 some, 40 some, 30 some, 50 some. And I'm like, wait, what? Why do you even talk about it in those episodes? Oh, right, man. right. Oh yeah, we talk about so many controversial subjects that yeah. imagine they haven't come to get us yet. But uh, <laughs> they had a backlog, uh, so you know now they're catching up, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, my seafood, my uh, seafood. I'm trying to say sea files. Uh, my bit shoot channel. If you combine bit shoot with sea files, I guess you come up with seafood. Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> my my bit shoot channel is just the capital C and files, like X files only C files, and it's no D in front of it. So. Anyway, yep, uh, you can catch a lot of information there. He's got really good material and he doesn't, you know, tells you his thoughts and, you know, what's going on in the world. So check it out for sure. But, uh, brother, texting back and forth, we, man, you have some good stuff you wanted to go over. Take it away. All right. 
Well, obviously, the thing we need to talk about, I don't know how quick this podcast is going to go out. It might be a week after these events, but uh, this, it, well, the raid just happened yesterday, right, on President Trump? Yes, just yesterday. Um, so some of the things that have come out today, um, and I'll just give my perspective on this. Uh, Judge Bruce Reinhardt signed the warrant to raid Trump's home. I guess I didn't know how they did it, if they had a warrant or not. And then uh, he actually worked for Jeffrey Epstein. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Very much so. So wow. so what they were apparently going after, they're trying to say that Trump uh, illegally took records out of the White House and uh, these are the presidential records. And there's, there was a Presidential Records Act of 1978. And probably in response to the Watergate situation with mm -hmm. Nixon. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's 44 uh, it's four four USC 2201-2209. Um, and that, that's where you can find the Presidential Records Act. And it governs the official records of presidents and vice presidents that were created or received after January the 20th, 1981. That was during Reagan's administration. Mm. Uh, the uh, Presidential Records Act changed the legal ownership of the official records of the president from private to public and established a new statutory structure which under which presidents and subsequently the NR. AR, which is the National Archives and Records Administration, uh, must um, manage the records of their administration. So the um, PRA was amended in 2014, which established several provisions. And here's the provision. So everybody has a little bit of an education as to what they're talking about in the news, because the news doesn't explain all this stuff. They just, they major on sensationalism. Yeah. So what the act did, it established public ownership of all presidential records and defines the term presidential records. Mm -hmm. It requires that vice presidential records be treated in the same way as presidential records, places the responsibility for the custody and management of incumbent presidential records with the president, requires that the president and his staff take all practical steps to file personal records separately from presidential records. Mm. Allows the incumbent president to dispose of records that no longer have administrative, historical, informational, or evidentiary value once the views of the archivist of the United States on the proposed disposal have been obtained in writing. Establishes a law that any incumbent, incumbent presidential records, whether textual or electronic, held on courtesy storage by the archivist remain in the exclusive legal custody of the president and that any request or order for access to such records must be made to the president, not the National Archives. Hmm. Establishes that presidential records automatically transfer into the legal custody of the archivist as soon as the president leaves office. So when the president leaves office, it, it transfers to the archive. Right. Establishes a process by which the president may restrict and the public may obtain access to these records after the president leaves office. So the president gets to say, well, these were going to be redacted. These were not going to release. These these can be released because it mm -hmm. depends on classification, things of that nation, that mm -hmm. nature. You know, does it say how long they keep them? Uh, because I'm sure the you know the the office of president. It's they probably keep records for longer than you know regular regular uh, federal government folk. Like for it's us, long, for us, we have to review that same NARA every year, and uh, for us, it's seven years they maintain that data or that information right. or those documents. Yeah, and it's it was the same when I was with the police department. There was certain things that would be purged, like think would be purged out of your record every five years or something. Okay. Like that. But these are presidential records. Uh, presidential libraries are built on these records. Yeah, yeah. So they're there for uh, probably forever. <laughs> forever, yeah. Uh, so anyway, 
they, uh, the, the president can restrict uh, access to them uh, even after he leaves office. Specifically, the, the PRA allows for public access to presidential records through the Freedom of Information Act beginning five years after the end of the administration. So you can do a FOA on him at five years after he leaves office. Mm. But allows the president to invoke as many as six specific restrictions to public access for up to 12 years. So there's an answer to your question. Mm. There you go. But the records exist for as long as yeah, they'll. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they last forever. Um codifies the process by which former and incumbent presidents conduct reviews for executive privilege prior to public release of records by the NARA or the National Archives, which had formerly been governed by Executive Order 13489. Mm-hmm. Establishes procedures for Congress, courts, and subsequent administrations to obtain special access to records from NARA that remain closed to the, to the public. So they had there were procedures they had to go through, right. and that did not include a, a SWAT raid. Okay, following a privilege review period, I'm sorry, following a privilege review period by the former and incumbent presidents. In other words. All they had to do is pick up the phone and call Trump. Yeah. And they could have started that process. But he no. was cooperating. He was cooperating yeah. with them. Anyway, the procedures governing such special access requests continued to be governed by the relevant provisions in EO 13489. Establishes we're almost done with this. Establishes preservation requirements for official business conducted using non-official electronic messaging accounts. Any individual creating presidential records must not use non-official electronic messaging accounts unless that individual copies an official account as the message is created or forwards a complete copy of the record to an official messaging account. In other words, there's provisions for protecting Mm-hmm. It you know you can't right. like a president can't pick up just any old cell phone and use it, right? They have to be coded and everything else. Prevents an individual who has been convicted of a crime related to the review, retention, removal, or destruction of records from being given access to any original records. Now, there's a there's a hierarchy of uh, classifications. Okay. Mm, okay. Um, you know, when I was in the Navy, I had a secret clearance. Okay. So the way the classes go is no clearance. So there are people in the military that have, they don't have any clearance at all. Uh, then there's classified. After that is secret. And after that is top secret. Mm-hmm. And when you go above top secret, you go up to president's eyes only. Okay. So that's basically your classifications. Right. And uh, so, you know, every law enforcement officer has a classification. We don't call it a classification. We get, you know, you get out of the military, you don't call it a classification. You just have a law enforcement privilege as far as uh, access to information. Uh, I had access to information as a law enforcement officer that the general public did not have access to. Uh, If they were putting out bulletins on terrorist threats, things like that, uh, a lot of times I'd get emails at work through the security email system um, about uh, that kind of stuff. And and you'd open up the email and it would say for law enforcement only, that Mm. kind of thing, not to be be shared with the public. So so there's, there's protections, there's classifications and protections. Now, the raid was shocking. To a lot of people, and I've I've lived, sat and listened to two former Secret Service agents talk about okay. it, and both of them said that the raid was outrageous. Sure. And here's the reason: there are procedures that are in place for that kind of thing. You don't go raid a former president's residence, okay? Uh, or and you can't go after a president. You can impeach them, but you can't go after them criminally while they're in office. 
that you have to impeach them, get them out of office, and then bring in the criminal aspect. Um, so what they needed to do, what would have happened was if they went through the proper procedures, they would have had to have uh, of informed the Secret Service before they went into Mar-a-Lago. Mm. Now, if FBI went in and tried to um, raid a president's residence in the White House or, okay. even a, or, or even a former president in his home without informing anyone, mm-hmm. there would have been a shootout. Oh, okay. Secret Service and FBI would have been in a shootout with each other. Right. Because the Secret Service is not going to allow that. That is very, very sensitive territory. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As presidents have a lot they have a lot of information in their heads. They have a lot of information in their personal libraries or whatever, uh, that is sensitive material. And FBI agents don't always have the classification as far as security clearance to see some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. See, even though you have a clearance, just explain how this works, folks. Uh, I had a secret clearance in the Navy, but if I didn't have a need to know the information, even if it was just classified a secret, would not be provided to me or I would not have access to it. I had to have a need to know. So the reason I had a secret clearance was my my in my first four years was I was assigned to the combat information center for battle stations what in the in the navy they call general quarters mm. and i had to have a secret clearance to go into that space because there was a lot of sensitive material in there there was uh things that they didn't want other people to know about as far as electronic warfare and things of that nature the reason I had a secret clearance again later in the Navy is because I became a master at arms, which is military police, and I was assigned to protect nuclear submarines. Mm, okay. Okay. And during my reserve time, uh, I was active duty when I during the first period when I was going into the CIC. So, but here's the thing: I only had access to that of which I had a need to know in order to perform my job. Anything that was outside of that realm, I did not have access to it. Mm. So just having a clearance doesn't mean that you automatically have access. Hollywood really, really messes that up really bad. <laughs> Hollywood, you know, you, you, you're some federal agent, you just flash a badge and you've got yeah, access. You're in, to right? You get right? in anywhere you want, anywhere you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that way in real life, folks. <laughs> really doesn't work that way. Uh, I had access to nuclear submarines because I my purpose in life at the time was to protect them. Hmm. And I had the clearance to do that. Right. Um, so I was able to actually go on nuclear submarine and, um, you know, I saw basically everything they had. And, you know, of course, uh, they, you know, they keep an eye on us, too. You know, you don't just walk out and start blabbing your mouth about right. sensitive equipment, things like that. You're, you're going right. to get yourself <laughs> in hot water. Right. Uh, so you don't talk about those things. But anyway, so that's kind of the background there. So what they would have had to have done, somebody would have had to have told the Secret Service to stand down. Mm. for FBI to go in there and do a raid. So, so this somebody was, with a lot of power, right? Someone with a lot of power. Somebody, one with the authority to the tell authority, the Secret right. Service to stand down. Interesting. Maybe the current president? Maybe, yep. Um, which, the question is, know, is he capable of doing such decisions? <laughs> Well, who is pulling the strings, right? Who's exactly. Behind, who's behind exactly. the scenes actually really running the country? And who was it that really sent them in? Um, that's the question I have to ask. And there's a lot of speculation out there about that. But, you know, if Biden were in full control, we would have had a military in Ukraine. Mm, yep. Right. But we don't didn't have a military in Ukraine. So that means he was he is not in full control of everything. Mm, that's interesting. So that's there's a clue, folks. That's called a clue. Anyway, so 
yeah, this is a this is a something that's going to be ongoing. We're going to be, you know, in a week from now, there'll be a lot more stuff coming out about it. But something to consider by doing this, they may have done a couple of things. Number one, they may have acted illegally, and mm. number two, they may have opened Pandora's box. Number, I'll add a third one. Number three, they just created a big backlash across the country. Right. Uh, so, so here's some things to consider on this. Let me get my head, my thoughts together in my head here because there's right. too much rumbling around in there. I got too many things I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, let me throw my two cents. Uh, okay. As you're thinking of your thoughts, um, the couple things that I see. Uh, one, there, if they don't find enough evidence, obviously for the January six whatever you want to call it, that Trump is involved. I mean, he's not involved. We know that already. Hey, come on. They're just we're trying to find some some way or some evidence. If there is, that's why a reason they went in there and try to find something, that's why they did it. And my other thought was, he's running in 2024. What right. better way to start chipping away now, bring out anything that you can. And I mean, the sink, you name it, at him, rating him so that they can find something that can damage him before he even gets to run the race. Whatever mud will stick on the wall. It's called a fishing expedition in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. fishing and expedition. Uh, you have to be careful with fishing expeditions because you can violate the Fourth Amendment. Yeah. Now, my question is, if, if they went in and Trump wasn't there, which is what's been reported, that he was not at the home at the time, mm -hmm. who did they serve the warrant to? Ah, they have to serve it to Trump. Yeah. Did they violate the law? Right. They, unless they, they unless they no. sent someone directly to him, you know, in New York, found him. By the way, you're being raided <laughs> as we speak. Yeah, here's Here a go. warrant. Here's a, a warrant. warrant. You know, the yeah. warrant dropped off. Something. Yeah, and number and number two, this was a fishing expedition, and it was politically motivated. We all know that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and they're going to see what mud they can stick on the wall. But here's the problem. They violate the exclusionary rule out of uh -huh. the Fourth Amendment, what's called fruit of the poison tree mm. in law. Then what you've done is you've obtained evidence illegally. Yeah. Any, any evidence that's obtained illegally cannot be presented in court. It'll be thrown out of court. Um, okay. You have to obtain it lawfully, right? right. So, I mean, it, it gets complicated, folks. It's not like the movies at all, you know. You, mm -hmm. you can't just go shoot the town up and get an argument with the lieutenant and then go on about your business as the biggest, toughest cop in, in the in in the city, you know. And, <laughs> right. and then the credits hit, right? No, that's not that's not real life. That's just not how it works. <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's a, you get you get ten or fifteen minutes of excitement and about four hours of paperwork. So that's that's kind of how it works in real <laughs> law enforcement. So, right. Right. <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, is that um, is that there, there's all kinds of problems with this raid. That I think are going to be coming out, you know, in the subsequent weeks as mm -hmm. people begin to analyze it, um, and. I really believe it's going to create a big backlash across the country against uh, against the people who conducted this raid. And, you know, two agencies might want to really watch their P's and Q's. Right. Because there's a new Congress that's going to be going in here real soon, and they're not going to be real friendly toward the IRS or the FBI. And those two agencies might want to consider the, the fact that um, they could easily be defunded by Congress. Ooh, wouldn't, in the wouldn't that be awesome? In the subsequent <laughs> year, yeah. Yep. Talking about 87,000 more IRS agents to what? To harass the American people? Mm -hmm. So the American people will make their, uh, make their uh, you know, their credit payments to the international bankers. So the international bankers uh, via the Federal Reserve, by the way, which needs to be shut down to yeah. die, like shut down tomorrow. 
uh, shut down yesterday, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so we can make the billionaires and trillionaires even richer through our tax dollars. You, th- you really think our tax dollars collected on our income tax goes to the federal government, folks? Do you really, really believe that? <laughs> you you got a rude awakening coming if that's what you think. Uh, it's going to pe- the people who want to try and destroy us. And uh, so, you know, just something to research, do your homework on that. But anyway, IRS, I think the IRS and the FBI might be on the chopping block if they don't behave. And and neither one of them are behaving very well right now. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when you were mentioning where do the tax tax dollars go? And I was thinking, you know what? Yeah, 2015 taxes. Where do those go? Oh, yeah. I remember Obama sending how many billion to uh, Iran? <laughs> yeah, there's that in one. In pallets, but... in pallets, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I wonder how much longer the Federal Reserve dollar is going to survive before it crashes completely and it's replaced mm-hmm. with a U.S. Treasury dollar. Yeah, the Federal Reserve dollar is a private bank dollar. Mm-hmm. And that's the dollar that we're passing around every day, folks, when we're if, – if you carry cash anymore. If you, if you pay for anything in cash, you're paying with a private bank currency called the Federal Reserve. Look on your dollar. It says Federal Reserve on it. That's right. Try to find U.S. Treasury on it. <laughs> Rare. Yeah, and so they're going to be really, really, really really old dollars. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm thinking there might be a switchover from Federal Reserve to U.S. Treasury, and uh, similarly to what Russia Russia did with the ruble, Mm -hmm. Russia dumped the international currency or the private bankers' international currency, and said, you know what, you want to pay for anything, you want to do trade, you want to do anything with Russia, you're going to have to do it in the ruble now. Smart move on Putin's part. The ruble is now one of the strongest currencies in the world. Mm -hmm. A good lesson for us. Dump the Federal Reserve. Shut the Federal Reserve down. When's the last time it it was audited as a private bank running our economy? Uh, And reopen the U.S. Treasury and let them print the U.S. Treasury dollar once again. That's what we need to do. So we're de- we're running low on time, aren't we? Man, it goes yeah, quick. a little bit. No worries, bro. And when it cuts off, we'll just log back in with the same link, and I'll edit right. this part. So sounds um, good. Uh, you know, bro, you were hit. We were talking about another subject we wanted to talk about, which this is going to lead right into it. Now, especially when it comes to things like this, with uh, uh, you know, with former President Trump. Uh, you know, there's a subject where, you know, we were talking about it. There's something we need to discuss as well. And it's when the the news just gives you a false false perspective on life. And part of life is who's going to be, you know, the running uh, candidates for presidency in 2024, which Trump is one of them. How does the news get in here and, you know, and bring up perspective, a false perspective to make them look bad, obviously, so that, People are scared. Don't vote for him, right? Don't. Uh, 2024 is going to be like 2016 or those four years. This is why. Look, we found documents that he stole from the White House. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, they found nothing. The safe was empty when they went It was empty. It. He was actually more mad that it actually broke into his uh, safe. <laughs> well, think about this. They opened up Pandora's box because now it's open where they can go into any former president's house. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to Obama. They can do it to anyone, bro. They can and do I, it to Biden. They can do it to any of the former presidents. Yep. yep. Think about that. And that's uh, exactly. And I was going to say things that make you go, huh, and to start thinking about these things because it can happen to anyone. <laughs> right. Boomerangs tend to come back and hit you upside the head when you hey, throw them. Yep. So, with that said, tell us about the news. Giving us false perspective on life. What's your thoughts on that, bro? Most of the news now is propaganda. 
Um, it, it's not based in a whole lot of truth. And most of it's sensational propaganda, and it pushes fear as a, as a product, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, fear is a product that uh, keeps people coming back to the news, and they, you know, they try to make money and push their ratings on that. But also, they're trying to push an agenda using fear. Yeah. Uh, it was fear that shut down churches in 2020. It mm-hmm. was fear that shut down businesses in 2020. Fear that everybody run run around looking like robbers with mask on. I remember walking <laughs> into a bank and you know it was early in early in the whole mask thing when they were for, yeah. forcing everybody to wear masks and walk into a business and we're all standing there with mask on in line and the guy in front in front of me turns around looks at me and he goes. We must be making the teller really nervous right now because <laughs> we all look like robbers, right? Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> Mask on bank yeah, robbers, right? Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but uh, you know, it, all of that was based in irrational fear because none of it was based on anything of fact. And they're still trying to push fear. And fear is big business. Mm-hmm. Fear pushes Big money into big business. All of these, uh, you know, how many times have you heard advertisements about uh, get out of get out of the four hundred one k and invest in gold, invest in Bitcoin, right, right, invest in, all based on fear. So you know, a lot of marketing is done by fear, mm. and so and, and and you know, so they create a a crisis. But our product is the solution to the crisis. So get our product and you'll be just fine. Um, you know, just be careful with that kind of marketing, folks. Well, the government does the same thing. They push pandemics, fake pandemics, by marketing fear. Uh, we're heading toward, um, they're, they're pushing the monkeypox thing now, which is absolutely hilarious because monkeypox. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, couldn't they come up with something better than monkeypox? But uh yeah. You know, they yeah. couldn't really because, you know, Russia took down those uh, bio labs in Ukraine and uh, what they were going to release is no longer available. <laughs> so they had to come up with something and that ends up being monkeypox, which, by the way, folks, can be caused by taking the COVID shots. And uh, so <laughs> COVID shots are it's really bad how about this um the you know they're pushed they put used fear to push people into the covid shots mm-hmm. and now people got the shots and now suddenly we have this thing called adult death syndrome right sudden sudden adult death syndrome Interesting that wow. the acronym on that is sads sads <laughs> i was just thinking of that too I'm like is that Kinda Sudden adult death syndrome. Into sads. <laughs> wow, I just I just realized oh, that was the acronym. So sad. anyway, but you know, so what, what people are dying. We just don't know why. Stop lying. You know why? It's the shots. They're doing it to people. We've been saying it for two years here on this podcast. It's it's the yeah. shots. I predicted two years ago this was going to happen. Remember. I was saying two years ago, people are going to start dropping dead and they're going to be trying to figure out why. Mm. And it's going to be the the shots. And now it's happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it's sad. It's sad that people were so easily deceived by this stuff. So, you know, the government has, they're going to lose a lot of trust. Now people are figuring it out and they're getting angry about it. Hmm. Uh, I saw a couple of videos, uh, one of uh, a guy, I think it was in Australia, it's either, it was either England or Australia is that type of accent. Okay. And he's confronting a doctor. He cuts, he's, he, he pulls in front of a doctor's car. I think it was the doctor sitting in it. He walks up to the driver's side window. The doctor has a window up and he starts pounding and just smashing and pounding on the, 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 side mirror destroys the side mirror on the doctor's car yelling at the doctor Mm. puts a fist on the window it doesn't break 
throws a palm on the window, a palm strike, window shatters. He grabs the doctor and he says, you killed my family member with your shot. Ooh. Wow. People are getting angry. They're getting upset about this. Right. There was, right. there was another one where a guy called up a pharmacist where they were giving shots at that pharmacy. Uh, he was divorced from his wife, his wife who bought into all of the propaganda, uh-huh. took his son to get, get, get the shot. And he calls up the pharmacist and said, did you do full disclosure with my ex-wife and my son when you gave my son the shot? Because my son is, my son is, is I, th- I think his son either died or he has a really bad effect from the shot. I can't remember which one it was. It was this, he died, I think. He died. Wow. And he's screaming on the phone after a while in a conversation at the pharmacist calling them a murderer saying you killed my son you've killed my son with your stupid shot you know of course the language is a little bit harsher than that sure but the point is is that this is starting to happen now and so the people who thought they were so righteous in getting the shot are now starting to or giving the shot right are now starting to face the consequences of their actions. Mm. And, you know, this is going to get nasty for a little while. Sure. Uh, I'm sure there's already a lawsuits left and right, you know? Right. Just, I can't even fathom how crazy it's going to get. You know, it's the day's going to come where you're going to see that ad on TV. You know, did you take the uh, vaccine shot year 2020? Oh, call. Yeah. Yeah. Please call. Johnson, we'll fight for you. Yeah, Johnson Smith and, and Yellen, you know, <laughs> law, law, law firm. We will fight for yeah. you, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, and those commercials drive me nuts. But anyway, along <laughs> with the drug commercials, they drive me nuts too. Yeah. But, yep. uh, but the, the point is, is that uh, people believed the propaganda media. Mm. And it's, it's a bunch of gaslighting. And it's a bunch of lying, it's a bunch of propaganda, and it's a a lot of mind manipulation. And the media sells fear. And they manipulate people to do things out of fear. How many times have we supported our troops going overseas and doing something out of fear? Yep. Yep. Right? Um, You know, it's it's a big uh, manipulation tool for these globalists and for their media, little media minions. Um, And so the key to this folks is to don't, is don't play into the fear. Don't play into the fear, especially as a Christian. Mm. Why are we playing into fear? We have nothing. Now you're cussing, cussing, bro. Using Christian. What? You know what I was going to say, bro? And thank you yeah. for bringing that up. Go ahead. Because as Christians, um, I mean, we have God's word, right? And when it comes to, you know, them, those, you know, putting fear or bringing fear upon you. In this case, we're talking about the news media. But if you look at scripture, when uh, the Pharisees were pushing on their belief, right? Which ways did they do it? They did it in fear as well, right? And if you came preaching the gospel or mentioning something other than their law or their Levitical laws, they brought fear. They, you would get, back then you would get stoned, right? You're mm-hmm. heretic, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So as Christians, absolutely. If the Bible, you know, clearly says that, you know, especially when uh, the new covenant was established and how Christ came and brought the, the good news of uh, uh, him going to die on the cross for the sins of uh, his own. That should tell us that fear is a real thing and it can come via the media. It can come via the news. It comes through the globalists. It comes through, you know, uh, many, many things that we see and do in life. The shot, for example, vaccine. If you don't get vaccinated, you were frowned upon. You were looked at as, man, if if they would allow it, talk about stoning, bro. If they would allow it, we a lot of us probably get stoned to death if we didn't take the vaccine. Yeah, and and that was it was the fear that was stirred up in the media that that got people 
thinking that way. People actually exactly. did. There were videos out there of people confronting other people for not wearing a mask, for not being vaccinated. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, and yeah. you can look at other events, you know, uh, in regards to that, because I was thinking here, sitting here, you know, they've been trying to convict or make Trump responsible for January 6th. And all I kept thinking in my head is like, man, remember the, the, the Democratic uh, politicians and the, the, the news media uh, were pushing and encouraging and cheering on, on the, the riots in 2020? Mm-hmm. Blatantly in the news, mm-hmm. right? Right. It just, go ahead, do what you want, what you need to do. It's like, it was almost acceptable. Well, they're fighting for their life because they knew that, that this this MAGA movement was really picking up steam Mm -hmm. and that it was a a threat to their very existence because they were globalist and MAGA was all about destroying globalism. And, uh, they, and so they felt that their own existence was under threat Mm. by Trump and by the, his supporters. I mean, it was a very serious thing to them. Uh, But then we know that we were under threat by them. I mean, even the Georgia Guidestones talked about reducing humanity down to 500 million people. This has also been mentioned in the the, the 2030 agenda and the UN um, and, you know, a number of other places. Globalists have talked about that. And all that was before 2020. Actually, it's been before 2016. Really, if you look at some of the uh, evidence, yeah. Yeah, it's been around a while. I mean, so, they know so how these, these globalists have talked about wiping out over ninety percent of the population. Yeah, right. Amazing, amazing. And so when the this movement of, among the people rose up, this populism rose up to fight against that. That was a threat to the globalists. So this is mm-hmm. a, this is a war. We're in the heat of battle right now. It's it's, it's World War Three. It's not a, an active shooting war. It's a different kind of war. But we are in a war. Right. And you, you were going to say something else, brother? Uh, no, no, no. I, I was finished that, okay. with, that, um, with that thought. If they, if I did, it was just going to be like a word on something, but I don't even remember. <laughs> I lost my train of thought already. <laughs> <laughs> it, don't, it don't take long for us old folks to lose. Oh, no. You know, anyway. <laughs> once you reach a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> What, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. What were we doing now? Oh, we're doing oh, we're a podcast. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that was just really what I was going to talk about was that. Uh, and don't buy into what the media is selling you. I don't watch news. I never watch the news. Yeah. I do my own research. I get on. I look up. I, I have sites that I trust that I believe are putting out good information. And I go to those sites and I, I, I do my research, but I don't I don't waste my time with the propaganda and the fear mongering and the mind manipulation that's put out by the nightly news. Mm. I might watch the weather report. That's about it. <laughs> the, hey, you know, you know that's yeah. I don't even care about the sports section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm every year. I'm becoming less and less interested in sports. Well, they've still, kind of. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I still, you know, watch the Padres. You know, I kind of follow the Chargers. You know, yeah. being out here in San Diego, but it's like these guys make too much money, and they keep asking for more. And it's like what? Well, plus some they, of the stuff they do, it's like yeah, that's the thing is they they get so political. Yes. Yes. And they get so they get so anti-family and anti-Christian, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm like, okay, you know what? You guys are done. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk to you at this point, you know. Yeah, because we got the Carolina Panthers here, just down the road from me in Charlotte. Oh uh, yeah, and, uh, not too far. Yeah, and you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, oh. when my brother says he doesn't care. He does not care. <laughs> I mean, I really, really just give, don't care. Just, hey, just give, give him a really good book, and he's all about that. Books, yeah. I'll, I'll take yeah, a, right? I'll take a book. Yeah, a <laughs> give me a book, book or, or, a, or a good 
karate class. Have him as your teacher. How about that? He'll love that. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you, brother, you like you're into music. Uh, everything music. music. I love cool. music. I guess yeah. I, I like some good books too. Love some music. Yeah, I, anything with music, anything with media. Yeah. You know me, I'll jump on it. You know? We both love eschatology. We both love <laughs> eschatology. And I, you know what, brother? I find myself loving it more every time I yeah. read more, every time I research more, mm-hmm. I go every time I go to scripture more. It, <laughs> it's it's almost it's almost like on the verge of becoming, you know, well, for me, you know, almost like a primary issue, you know, because it's right. it just your eschatology is going to really going to paint the big picture when it comes it to really does affect how mm-hmm. you view scripture and it really does affect uh, salvation absolutely it absolutely. does i mean people don't recognize so, that but it does anyway um yeah i mean you, uh, there's certain eschatology eschatology excuse me the study of the end times that doesn't fit well with redemption mm. they just mm. don't fit well with redemption so yeah, yeah. But that gets quite complicated in theology, so we won't go there. Yeah, but anyway. Exactly. That's for um, another day. Yeah. No, it's really good stuff, bro. I love that uh, we're able to talk news. And and folks, you know, we, we talk news. And any time we see something that comes up, my brother will reach out. Hey, look, we got to get this in there. And the reason why is because we want to make everybody aware. You know, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, um, that my brother researches and, or comes across and and will give great insight and great points and points us to scripture and challenges as believers, you know, to uh, put our eyes on Christ, but at the same time, stand on the truth and don't give in into these things, you know, don't, don't be pushed around just because it's the government or because it's, you know, uh, the flow that everybody's going. <laughs> yeah. No, don't be easily know. manipulated. Don't be easily mind controlled. Don't be easily uh, tricked by their, um, propaganda techniques. It's we are living in a world of the Matrix and the Truman Show, all wrapped up into one. Uh, most mm. of what you see on television is fake. They, it's already been shown that they've used CGI, a technology where you can make somebody appear to be somewhere when they're when they're not. Right. Um, and, you know, a number of times there you, you ever been, I've been, I was watching a video with a lady watching Joe Biden give a speech and all of a sudden he glitched out. Mm-hmm. It was CGI. It wasn't, it wasn't the real Joe Biden. And she, yeah. freaked, and she freaked out. What in the world just <laughs> happened? What was that? <laughs> like it's called CGI. It's, it's a technology. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they have mask, the CIA created mask. Just like you see in the, in the James Bond movies, it's actually real. Uh, right. That may, make you look like someone else. Or secret was it Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible. They used yeah, Mission Impossible. Yeah, right. that was the one. Uh, and yeah, that's a real thing. They they do that, and you, you wouldn't know if, that it wasn't that person. You know. Right. Uh, so you know, and you know, the news can they can manipulate with modern technology they can manipulate and make things seem a certain way when they're really not and you just believe it because you saw it on the television don't do that folks we're living in a in a a a generation in a time of great deception Mm. so you have to be very very careful in what you actually believe when it comes to what's being put out on the mainstream media and what's being put out there because it, you know, it, and it's designed to make you angry. They, I mean, they, they play the public's emotion like a fiddle, like Charlie Daniels playing a fiddle. Okay. Um, you know, they want you angry. They'll put out something on the news. that will make you angry. They want you fearful or scared. They'll put out something on the news and make you scareful of, fearful and scared and then they will use that emotion to drive you in a certain direction and to get you to manipulate you to do what they want you to do don't play that game i don't have a television i keep getting these mails from these emails from my who's providing my internet service Mm -hmm. i can get these great deals on all these channels on my television i'm like i don't even have a television (laughs) 
Why nice. do I want that? Nice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't have a big screen. I don't have a flat screen. All the way, I've walked into Costco and seen them. They're pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 3D looking now. I mean, they're, got oh, they're amazing. And they're a lot cheaper, well. brother. A lot cheaper. cheaper now. Yeah. But yeah, but, don't give in. Do not give in. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, I go, wow, that's pretty cool. But I don't want one. <laughs> there you go. That, I don't want good. it. That's I, mean, I, mean, I don't want the you're, propaganda. You're missing out. Well, you You're know? missing out unless you get a TV and you get the American Gospel TV. Now that's worth it. That's an that's an app you should get. It's well, really yeah. cool. If I ever got one, I wouldn't hook up the cable to it. I would just, right. I would just do you know have BitChute on it. I'd have yeah, yeah. you like know apps and stuff like that. Apps, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. I I dumped our our cable too like five six seven years ago or five six years ago, oh. and all we done is apps. You, know, you don't miss it, do you? Now. No. No, I don't miss a lot. I, I watch, you know, live TV, and I'm like, man, this is boring. And all the that, commercials in between, oh, and it's like, oh, come on. You yeah. just, yeah, you see how stupid it is when you when you walk away from it for about a year, and then you go back and you view it, you just start rolling your eyes going, holy cow, mm -hmm. this is the garbage I used to watch? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the commercials are bad, too. Yeah, no, yes, they are. You're right. Oh, I got something to say for the YouTube folks that make commercials on YouTube. Stop making 30-minute long commercials. <laughs> Good night. I forgot. Oh, I try to watch a car man. a car repair show or somebody, you know, uh, breaking yeah, yeah. down an engine or something because I like watching car stuff on YouTube. And I hit, they hit a commercial. By the time the commercial's done, if I don't hit skip, I've totally forgotten what They've was forgotten. going on on the. And you're like an <laughs> ad number three or four, right? Yeah. What was he working yep. on? What, what, what was exactly. he doing again? Was, was that you number one or forgot. number two cylinder? <laughs> you, get, you get disinterested. No. It's like, all right, forget this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's so true, bro. The commercial's so longer true. than the show, you know? Oh, man, that's <laughs> like, so funny. That's so like, come funny. on, be smart. Do a 15 second commercial, make it really, really smart. And you'll do well. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know? No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, just more manipulation. Good more stuff, bro. Yeah. Well, before we close this. Uh, but, but don't forget your emergency food you got to order, brother, because, you know, uh, everything's going to go into famine. The crop's going to fail. Hey, hey you know, know what, bro? Insane. I got, you know? I got, uh, what's his name? Oh. <laughs> I drive oh, down Baker, the road. Ba hey, I, I got Baker's number and, 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 uh, website ready to go when that happens because you know he's selling that uh what's it called like the apocalyptic uh food oh he things is you can, things oh, you can okay. buy in a tub yeah <laughs> and it'll yeah, last yeah. you like five six seven years yeah yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm calling baker if this happens well if you're futurist you're going to need seven years yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna place my order right now <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Jim Baker, here I'm calling him. The fear mongering, right? Yeah. Sells my fear. Yeah. I wonder how many me... millions he's made on, on fear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and when they, they, I saw a video where they show the, uh, uh, you know, the, the content inside those buckets. I'm telling you, bro, it's like straight up vomit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so bad. I bet, you know, oh they talk God, about, oh, the farmers, the farmers aren't producing enough food and all this. Yeah. But I, anytime I come from Charlotte or Matthews area out here and I'm driving out into where I am, out in the rural country area, uh -huh. uh, I'm passing farm after farm after farm that has crops and they're just growing like crazy. So I, my eyes are not seeing the same thing that they're putting out on the news. You're right, you know? bro. When we go, you know, we got a little farmer market here and there. Santee has one, and then mm -hmm. there's one in El Cajon, one in La Mesa. But when we go up to Vieja's Casino and hang out, every time we take on that Willows Road, mm -hmm. there's always like three, four different vendors. And you're talking local people that take all their fruit, right. all their vegetables, they lay it out. And they have a them. huge one in San Diego, yeah. big, big farmer's yeah. market. I used to go to that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're not having problems growing food. No. Yeah. And not only that, God, no, not only that, not only that, God sustains us, right? Right. He's going to take And that's the whole that, point, so right? Like, absolutely. A fear, a Christian fearing? Yep. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, amen. You know? What amen. are we fearing? I mean, God, God, God is sovereign. His providence is in control. We read scripture all the time, but does it sink in? <laughs> 
<laughs> Does it really sink in, or is it just has it just become a ritual habit? Are we really letting the scripture sink in? And uh, but no, we 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 set it down, and you know, five minutes of scripture and ten and three hours of television, right? And fear, 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 fear on the television, or manipulation, 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 manipulation. And pretty soon, we're thinking like the television, not like scripture. Dump mm. the one-eyed monster, get back into the scriptures, and really let it sink in. All of that anxiety, that fear, all of that nonsense will start to go away because you'll begin to realize that the world that they're painting is the Truman Show and the Matrix. Mm -hmm. And then you step out into the real world, away from that garbage, and you begin to see that the world isn't as bad as they are painting it. See, they're taking stories from around the globe, and it's a big planet, and they're condensing it into a 30-minute to, to one-hour program. And it's all filled with fear and anger and fear and anger and fear and anger. And you walk away thinking, my goodness, the world is in to a total mess. Mm -hmm. But it's projecting a false image of the world. Mm. Most of the world is just fine. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that, brother. And not only that, I was going to add to that piece you just said, that when Christians give in to that, it's because they read somewhere in Second Hes Hesitations 4.13. I can take a verse out of context anytime I want and make it do and say what I want it to say. That's where you get the fear. That's where you fear. That's where you give in to those things. Compared to you got the Christian that is standing in the truth, reading things in proper context, you know, or going to seek proper context from counsel or preaching, then you start seeing these things and you start splitting the truth from the error or the truth from the false information and you don't get your perspective from any news. You go strictly to the source of God, uh, the, sort of, the source of God's word. Big difference, brother. Yeah, exactly. We, and we gotta really, we've got to really stand on confidence in Christ. The churches need to, um, they really need to, I, I just, I'm just going to say this, and then we can maybe talk about it in the next podcast. Churches need to stop being corporations and start being churches again. Mm. Amen. I understand 403, what was it, the 403C or whatever, the, the IRS yeah. code. Right. Uh, every if you form a church, you're in the IRS code. Period. They have to categorize you. They have to categorize everything. They're going to categorize a church as a nonprofit entity. Problem is, uh, if you don't operate in the way the IRS wants you to operate, they're going to come in and audit you and tax you or hit you with with something. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it was oh, you're no longer a four hundred three b. Now you're a money making business. It's 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 this whole IRS, um, Federal Reserve, corporate uh, uh, bureaucracy of our government that have pushed churches into this corporate entity type of situation. Churches did not start out being corporations. This is a new thing for the 20th and 21st century, and it's because of the globalists. The globalists did that to our churches. We need to figure out how to get out from under that that lock and chain and become churches again and stop being corporations. Amen. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. There you have it, folks. But wait, before I close, bro, I want to close and, you know, I have to acknowledge the greatest preacher of our generation. So, thousands gathered in Yankee Stadium in New York City on Saturday for, drum roll, Joel Osteen's Come Home to Hope event. Oh my, look at the brain smiled. He smiled. <laughs> an evening centered around instilling an increasingly anxious and discouraged generation a renewed sense of hope and purpose. 
Osteen, who hosted the event with his wife, ooh, Victoria, focused his message on finding hope amid adversity and staying faithful in times of difficulty. A message he said was timely in the wake of COVID-19, economic turmoil, and societal unrest. Joel Osteen says, I want to talk to you tonight about freedom in the fire. Ooh, that's a title. The pastor, I would put question marks on their pastor, who leads the Lakewood Church, I would put question marks on Lakewood Church <laughs> in Houston, Texas, said, God won't allow the difficulty unless he has a purpose for you. Ooh. Joel Osteen is irrelevant. There is potential locked up in you that will only come out through adversity. Oh, he's wow. a he's a used car salesman selling. <laughs> he's selling uh, fake happiness. Mm -hmm. How's that one? What he's the world he's living in is not reality either. No, nope. but wait, bro. He quoted scripture, Psalm four one. Yeah, so where David so, said, yeah, so God did, enlarged me in my time of distress to remind audiences that God uses difficulties in times of trial, betrayal, and loss to refine and sanctify his people. So did the in, devil when he was talking to Christ, he quoted scripture too. Ooh. In the fire, he <laughs> discovered favor, Osteen stress. The truth is, it's setting you up. What you can't see is God is enlarging you. You're going to see new growth, new opportunity, new talent. Don't fight the fire. Stay faithful in the fire. God has come back for every setback. Ding! You can only see the sparkle in his yeah, teeth. Yeah, the sparkle in his teeth, yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. is control burned. Control burned. The enemy can't touch you without God's permission. Osteen emphasized citing the story of Job, oh no, who trusted God despite obstacles. God only God not only was for Job, God, God gave him his help back, but he walked him out with double. The scripture says Job went on to live 140 years and enjoyed his children and grandchildren. Maybe like Job, you're sitting in the ashes looking at what you lost, what didn't work out, what you're what you're up against you can easily live discouraged feels like a wildfire the truth is it's a it's control burn god wouldn't have allowed it if you weren't going to come out better there are seats of increase seats of healing seats of increase seats of destiny that are about uh, to pour out to go you're going more this, brother <laughs> I was wondering. Nauseating. I was wondering before you get to ask me to stop. This is nauseating. Oh my gosh! You made it like three, four minutes. Oh maybe? golly! Oh, that was In closing. Painful. You know what? I got nothing. I got nothing else to add to that. Well, I got one for you to react to. I'm empty. I got one for you to react to. All right. Here we go. In Florida, 106 churches are, are suing the United, the United Methodist Church because it charged them large amounts of money to leave, according to a recently filed lawsuit. This is out of the Epoch Times. Okay. The National Center for Life and Liberty represents these churches. The departure price varies from church to church, according to Jonathan Belli, Chief Operations and Financial Officer of the NCLL. Some congregations must pay more than $1 million, Ouch. while others must pay less than 100000 Bell said, but in previous decades, leaving the UMC was free. <laughs> so the churches have filed a lawsuit against the, the United Methodist Church congregation. Wow. And this, I mean, charging them to leave the leave the denomination. Yeah, yeah. This wow. is what I'm talking about: corporations and corruption, right? Yeah, and it's allowed. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Isn't that something? Yeah, it's amazing, 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 bro. Yeah. Thank you again for your insight. That was a blessing to go through news and what's going on in our world. Um, other than that, I have nothing else. 
How about you? You have anything else? Close us out. And then, uh, yeah. I have about a hundred things, but I can't do it all in one podcast. So we'll leave it for next time. All right. We'll do that. <laughs> all right. Good to see you, bro. Likewise, my brother. Yeah. Across the continent. So anyway, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you folks. Appreciate you watching. And remember, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. And we'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, We wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God, and uh, in return they help us as well, and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives, so we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have, that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast that we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. 